um, okay. Um, yeah, I just want to say a little bit about um, the story I have like made for Malawi. Um, in Malawi, uh, we experienced we experienced peace since we since Malawi got uh, our independence from uh, British rule. Okay, I think it was 1966 up to 2010-2011 when when politics become becomes a problem and people have been uh, doing demonstration and whatever. And uh, the reason is that since uh, 1994, when we started, when we moved from one party rule to um, multi-party leadership, uh, our country have been cultivating this disease, what we, which we call corruption, which which has come like it's a lifestyle. When you want to do well in Malawi. If you are not corrupted, then you suffer. So it has come like a language, each and every person, that, okay, if I want to do well, I need to do some shortcuts. Otherwise, it will be tough for me to survive. So the problem which we are facing now is that those people in the, in the government, those people who are in politics, they know that this thing is happening because uh, this corruption thing is what it is in the people's hearts and it is what governs our country. And, uh, and my prayer is that because people in Malawi, they see corruption as an opportunity for them to get rich, so it's our lifestyle. But my prayer is that the next generation should see corruption as evil. So that is my prayer. So that our children that will be raising in Malawi, they should see that corruption is evil and they should change their ways. You know, so I just pray that the government will find a way, like an, a subject in schools where they be able to educate the, the, what, the, the children or the, the pupils, uh, the upcoming children, that they should see that corruption is evil. And as our country, we know that our country is a poor country where we don't have so much resources that we can develop, can, uh, we can develop our country to be like some other uh, rich countries. But I pray that as Malawians, we should be satisfied with the resources that God has given us so that we should use our resources to develop our country to reach to a level where we should be satisfied that, okay, as long as I have food on the table, I'm fine. Rather than I should pursue to be rich and, you know, pursue to have money in a long way. And, uh, and many people will be suffering and only few will be rejoicing. So I think that is my prayer, that our upcoming children should see corruption as evil. Yeah, and I, I pray that Malawi will once come back to where we used to live. Yeah, so that is my prayer. Okay, um, yeah, uh, today, <clears throat> it is a great day for me. Uh, first of all, I just, I would like to thank God for this opportunity that I've been given uh, to share the word of God with you, to share something in the book of James, um, what uh, God is inspiring us, especially for me and my family, and the vision God has given us for Malawi. 
you know, the best, the best Richard uh, kept down, God has given you kept down, and us, uh, God has given us the sweetest branca. And that is what we are pursuing. I mean, and uh, yeah, so when we shared on, uh, when I, I made a shared on four weeks ago, he said, okay, Glow, uh, can you share something in the book of James? What is, what the book of James is talking to you? Okay, so I went to look at the book of James, all the chapters, and I came across with these uh, four beautiful verses, which we find at James chapter 2, uh, verse 21 up to 24, only four verses. These verses are so beautiful because they are really talking to me. Um, okay. Uh, the, uh, verse 21 says, was not, was not our father Abraham considered luscious for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on, on the altar? You see that his faith and his action were written together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what uh, by, by what they do, by what they do, not not by faith alone. Amen. Uh, when I read these verses, I thought God was saying that the evidence of faith in our lives is the sacrifices that we make. I will repeat again. The evidence of faith in our lives is the, is the sacrifices that we make. We know that many people in, in history have sacrificed even their lives for the sake of the gospel. Uh, many people have sacrificed jobs. Many people have sacrificed their career and entertainment or whatever that makes them, you know, that makes them entertain themselves for the sake of the gospel. But I want to describe, for you to understand that, I want to describe the word sacrifice. We know that uh, when we talk about sacrifice in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, we are talking about slaughtering an animal. But in the New Covenant, it's not like that. So it's another way around. In the new covenant, a sacrifice is a self-denial and obedience. You cannot say that I'm going to sacrifice something if you haven't denied yourself. Yeah. And where there's no self-denial, there's no obedience. So obedience and self-denial, they go together. That is sacrifice. And, and that's why God tested Abraham. I think the most, uh, uh, the most two testing that God did, of course, the Bible says about one, which he sacrificed, he wanted to offer his son Isaac. But God also faced, when, when Abraham was Abraham, God called him. He said, leave your country, leave your relatives, leave whatever, just go to a place that I'm preparing for you and your descendants. And Abraham obeyed. It was difficult 
for Abraham to obey God, to leave his country, to go to a place where he didn't have any clue. He didn't have any knowledge about. And uh, at the age of 75, when he lived, uh, when he left uh, the country that he used to know, the parish that he used uh, to know, you know, the relatives, it was a self-denial because God set him apart for something that God wanted to fulfill in his life. And, you know, you cannot take another step in your life if you haven't forgotten, if you haven't decided to leave the past. God will never take you to another step. That is self-denial. And secondly, Abraham, God told him, go and offer your son. It was difficult for Abraham to go and offer his son because in my mind I'm thinking that Abraham was saying, God, should I become childless again? I was childless before. Then should I become childless again? But the Bible tells us that in Hebrews, when you read Hebrews chapter 11, it tells that Abraham believed God that even if he's going to offer Isaac, God is going to raise him from the dead. And, and uh, you know, Abraham was the first person who, uh, uh, what he exercised faith, that he saw Christ in Isaac. That he believed that, okay, if I offer this son of mine, this is my beloved, my only son. God is going to raise him from the dead because God promised him that from you, I will bring uh, many, uh, you have a, a nation. So his hope was, was, was only in his son that God gave him from his old age. And because of that miracle, Abraham believed that God is going to raise uh, Isaac from the dead. Yeah, so... That's why Abraham said, okay, he didn't complain when God told him, go and offer. He didn't complain. He believed that Abraham, uh, he believed that God is going to do a miraculous thing in Isaac. Yeah, that is faith. When you are sure on what you are doing, when you are sure that God is going to work everything out in your life, then you are willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of the for the sake of the gospel. God is faithful as long as we are faithful. As long as we deny ourselves and obey, God is willing to fulfill what we can ask him in our lives. Okay. Uh, so, what does uh, this, uh, this Abraham story, or what this Abraham faith says to me and my family? I just want to share because uh, there's a saying that if you want to, if you if you if you are preaching to people, then you first you must preach it to yourself. Okay. So this these verses, <laughs> these verses they have they have they have they have spoken to me and they have given me courage. Uh, as many of you you know that uh, the time for our departure is at hand. For going home is at hand. see what God has told us for me and my family. And we have the plans, especially we, are, uh, uh, we have this house project which is happening back home. 
which is far from over. And four months ago or three months ago, uh, for me and my family sitting down with Liz, it was, we were tussling with our minds. Uh, we are going home, yes, the time is, you know, the time is ending from the door. When you, when you close the door, the time is gone. When you open the door the other day, you know, something, the time is just lining out. And uh, the, so we, are, we were in between saying, what about our, should we wait for our plans to be fulfilled or should we go? So it was a tough task for us to make a decision. But we have faith in God that God will provide whatever necessary. So I and my wife, we decided that we are going home, no matter whether our plans are not done back home, no matter whatever we are planning ourselves. As, you know, because when you have a vision, God has given a vision, you have a plan that facilitates that vision. You cannot say that, okay, just wake up in the morning just doing something. You just to plan for it. But sometimes our plan that we do, sometimes they doesn't, they doesn't go the way we have planned. But so what should we do? Should we stay stuck? Just stay there and wait until our plans are fulfilled? They will never be fulfilled. They will never be fulfilled. Some yes, but some they will never be fulfilled. But what we should do is that because we trust God, we give our plans to God that God, we have started, you're going to continue it. But us, we are going to pursue what you have called us for. So I said to my wife, we agreed that, you know, we are going home. Uh, no matter back home, they, no matter home is ready for us or is not ready for us, no matter the house is ready for us or the nuclear is ready for us, we are going home. Because I believe that, you know what, in life, when God has called you, our plans may change, but the goal, the purpose of the vision God has given us will never change. Because we can try our best to make sure that the plans, all things are perfect and whatever. Yes, plans are perfect because they help our vision. But sometimes those plans, they may change, but does not mean that they change the vision God has given you. If our vision is to go home to plant a church, that vision will come to what? To pass. It, 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 it would depend for us to step up for that, for us to pursue that, uh, that vision. So that's why I'm saying that if you don't deny yourself, it will be difficult for you to take a step of faith to pursue what God has given you, to obey and and to do what God has given you if you haven't denied yourself. You deny all your privileges for the sake of the gospel. That, okay, if I'm saying that, okay, everything should be fine, okay, th everything should be fine for me, but what about those that I'm going to, to minister to? The things in their life are fine? No, they are not fine. So you, we must reach them to the point where they are. Amen. So that is obedience. Just trust God that God is going to do everything for us. So we are trusting God that we are going home. God is going to provide for us whatever, whatever we need. And uh, when we made that decision, uh, is it maybe two months ago, I and my wife, we started, we, we dedicated Wednesday 
as a day that we, we do fasting and prayer. And we pray, we are praying for the vision God has given us. And we are praying for provision. We are praying for everything because we know that going, for us going home is a sacrifice. We are going to leave uh, the privileges of South Africa, going home, start once again, you know, without a job. Uh, although we are preparing for some businesses that we'll be doing there, but we are just trusting God that God is from those resources, God will raise uh, finances for us to pursue what God has given us. Because our heart is for Malawi. We love our country and we need to serve our country. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, one day as I was praying, uh, as I was praying, I was at I was at work. So most of the time during Wednesdays, I before I get busy with, with work, I always pray. And uh, that day, a verse came into my mind, and this verse comes from Psalms uh, 100, 127, which says that unless unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the, the Lord watches over the city, the, uh, the guards stand watch in vain. When that verse came into my mind, I started uh, like uh, deliberating on it. I started, you know, like meditating on it. And uh, I felt God was saying that, Morton, I am building a house in you, a house that will accommodate many. Not this physical house that will accommodate a limited number of people. But I am building a, a spiritual house in you which will accommodate many. So. This, this six months or these seven months that are remaining for you here in South Africa, you have to concentrate. Don't put your mind on your plans. Yes, your plans are fine, but concentrate on what I've given you. Think about it. Spend all your mind, your energy on what I've given you. You are doing a Bible school. Concentrate on that. Concentrate on the church services, whatever, all, all the messages that have been there, all the encouragement from people. Concentrate on that because that is what I am building in you. Uh, I would like to encourage you that sometimes when God has given you something, we concentrate so much on our plans, uh, something that we want to fulfill, to what to to fulfill it with our own on our own effort. We forget what God is going, what is doing in our hearts. And when I, when that, uh, and, and when that uh, verse came into my mind, I want to read uh, Philippians chapter one, verse, verse six, which says, "Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day Christ, until the, the, the until the day of Jesus Christ." And when I read uh, Philippians chapter two, the thirteen, it says, "For it is for it is God who works in you, to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose." We forget about that when God has given us a vision. We forget that God starts to work in us, not outside us. So God was trying to encourage me that I've given you something which I want to work in you. So you must 
you must concentrate on that because if I don't build that in you, you will never accomplish your, your, the purpose that I have given you. So starting from, starting from that day, I forgotten everything about home. That okay, my house is not done or whatever. I said, God, you're gonna sort out that. Yeah. The finances, I, I, I believe that finances will come for that. But as of now, I'm pursuing whatever God is saying into my life, whatever God is building in, into my life, that God will make everything come to pass. And my greatest desire to go home is to plant a church, disciple people, teach people to walk in the ways of God. It's not for us to go there, okay, yeah, I've come, uh, oh, sweet home, oh, home, sweet home, no. It's, I know that my, my home is sweet, but that is not, <laughs> but that is not what, when I go there, I'll, I'll pursue. So, yeah, that is, that's why the Abraham story is so encouraging to me, especially when God told him that go to a land, go to a place where I'm preparing you. Abraham didn't have any idea where he was going, even ourselves. I and my family, we don't know. We are going to Malawi. Yes, Malawi is our country, but we don't know where we're going to start or we're going to do. But we trust in God that God, God is going to give us something. God is going to fulfill our dream. Yeah. So I would like uh, to ask you, maybe you have something in your heart that um, you, you want to pursue and you have a vision or you have a dream but you are saying, no, the time is not right. Time is not right. I remember uh, Sheldon, one day, he preached a message, and that message uh, sinked in my heart, and I don't forget about it. Uh, he said that, you know what, we can pursue our careers, we can do whatever, we can do our, uh, whatever, but at the end, it will, it will just glorify ourselves, not God. We can pursue all those things that we are pursuing, but at the end, it just, you are the one that you are going to wear the crown and whatever. It's not God that is going to wear the crown. So where you are, where you are, you can start doing something. Because if you say that, okay, my time is not right. Uh, you know, I've been preparing this for maybe for four years, for five years. You know, uh, until my plans are sorted, you know, whatever. I, I can't set it now. Whether it's at work, you want to start something there, study. Whether you are here at the church, study. Where in your communities, start something. Don't wait until your plans are sorted. Your plans will never come to an end. Because why, why am I saying this? Why am I saying this? Uh, if we read Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 34, it says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow we will, carry, we will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. So if you say that, okay, I think my plans will end, I think I'll finish everything uh, maybe next month. Next month you have another plan. <laughs> it will never come to an end. Do something. That is faith. No matter your plans are fulfilled, when, when, whether they are not fulfilled, do something. 
faith without doing something is dead. Because you know what? Uh, there are some, uh, I've written two important st statements. Why people, we don't do something? It's because we, we personalize everything that God has given us. If God has given us a, a dream or a vision, we take it personal. It's mine. It's my church. It's my, it's my ministry. It's my, it's my, it's my. So that is my. That, that's why we get so frustrated. We say, ah, no, you know what? Time is not ready for me. Uh, you know, time is not ready for me to do that. One day, uh, uh, Steve gave a testimony that he left England. You know how rich England is. He left everything there. He came in our community, Fairground, to save at the Sozo. If, if you ask uh, Steve, when he was leaving England, doesn't mean that he left England when things, all the plans for him were, were all fine. There were a lot of things that he was supposed to do. He was shorting some maybe finances, but he left it, he came here in South Africa to save the community there. Now he's preparing to go. But for, I think he has saved for three years, isn't he? Five years. God will pay him for that. It's not that you want him to stay here for 20 years or whatever. Those five years is enough. He sacrificed the privilege of England to come here in Africa to save in our community. God will reward him for that. Because he didn't take it personally. I'm giving the examples of these days. Because if I want to give you the examples of the Bible, you say, ah, something is far from there. But I should give you the example that we are able to see. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that we don't take a step of faith to do something is that we think that we should know that God doesn't fulfill the plans he has for, for, for our lives because of our effort, but it's because of our faith. Because we want to, to put so much effort in whatever we are doing. Well, God has given me a dream. I want to do that. I want to chase that. I want to chase that. I want to pursue this. So we put so much effort. We take God in the picture, and we depend on people. We depend on maybe rich countries to sponsor us or whatever, or you know, something like that. So we take God out of the picture. Abraham, when God promised him that I will give you a son, a son that will come from you and Sarah, Abraham at one point in time, he tried to have his own son from his own effort. But God said that, you know what, this son that you have from a slave girl, it's not the son that Jesus Christ is going to come from. That's why I'm saying that God does not fulfill the plans that he has for you because of your own effort. You should learn, you should learn from Abraham. We put so much effort, that's why sometimes we feel like that time is not right for me because we are putting so much effort. I and my wife, if, if, if we could have been still thinking about 
what is happening back home, how is it not done, whatever, uh, our finances, uh, whatever, what are we going to do? I would have not stand here and tell you that next year we are going home. Because we have put, we have, take, we have taken our effort aside, we have put God, that God is going to fulfill what he has called us for. So we must learn from Abraham. Leave your comfort zone, pursue God. No matter things are right, no matter the things are not in order. Pursue God, do something. That is faith with action. Faith without, without action is dead. So don't be a dead people. Be people with life. Amen. It was like a mic drop. <laughs> Boom. Faith without works is dead. Outstanding. And they have sacrificed to believe God. But we know by faith God is going to do an incredible thing through them. There's, I know there's a few of you are brewing with prophetic words. I just want to speak life over this couple. Okay, now Jane's brewing with something. Oh, you bring with something? Yes, knew it. Just those two. You want to say something as well? Yeah? Okay, we're just going to speak over these guys. Come, if you're going to, we're going to prophesy and we're going to pray over you. And we need to speak words of life and say these things into being by faith. That's right. Just sorry, a couple more minutes. Okay, he said, I'm only going to take 15 minutes. He, did, he thought it too long. I told you time's not an issue here. I didn't prepare anything because I knew you would take all the time. You see, so it's perfect. So come, we want to prophesy over these guys. Jane's got one here. We want to speak words of life over these guys. It is recording, eh? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, it's a bit of a water theme. Uh, about a year ago, before Sheldon and the team went up to Malawi, I had in my mind this picture, I mean, not picture, it was a word aqueduct. At the time, I didn't even know, and I asked Tony, what is an aqueduct? And I felt like it went from here, this place, off to Malawi. And I saw this, um, I saw how it, I even drew a picture for it, and I sent it to you, of how this thing flows and how it goes into Malawi, and it goes into, into actual streets, and how the water literally flows down, bop, 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 all the way down. Um, and then when we were praying um, earlier just now about, the, about Malawi, I had a feeling of um, massive amounts of water being deposited, like to douse the flames of hell over Malawi, over the uprising and the rioting and all of that, just like the water and the washing of the word that is released. And then, um, and then I was like, as you were preaching, I realized that you're making physical, um, physical, um, um, preparations and plans as you should but I felt like the ministry is not physical it's supernatural and I really felt like as you do in the physical the supernatural God wants to move with power and he wants to release incredible like miracles and supernatural things that as you do the physical the supernatural I really saw the water again going down specific streets in Malawi like the water as the the washing of the word and of the, of the power of the Holy Spirit that literally has the power to change, restore relationships, to bring in finance, to let crops grow, to do all of the miracles that restore and provide and bring growth. And that's what I felt over your ministry. Amen. Stay here. I, want to delay and pray. Um, I, had, I had a sense that 
I've got a word for you, but I, I just, I want to share something with the church first. I just had a picture a few weeks ago as we were worshiping, and again, the Lord reminded me this morning that heaven is abuzz with what's happening amongst us at this time. There's, there's a sense, there's, there's a stirring. Can you feel it? Can you feel it in our worship? There's just, there's, there's these stirrings. And today, as we were worshiping and the glory of God was here, I thought the glory can become almost an end in itself that we experience on a, on a Sunday. And then we say, okay, well, next week, let's see what's going to happen when Nathan leads next Sunday. Wow, you know, it's gonna, we're going to go from glory to glory. We are transformed as we behold his glory. We're taken from one level of glory to the next. And so God is transforming us as a people. Um, our, our worship is going to take on a whole new look. God is going to begin doing something amongst us. And I, I saw a few weeks ago, I saw heaven talking about us as we were worshiping. And I saw the Lord saying, these are my servants in whom I'm well pleased. And I just, I had such a sense that God was saying, I saw these huge vats that were being poured out and it was gold that was being poured out, oil and wine that was being poured out from the heavens over Bay City Church. And as it began to, there was, it's a very long one, I'm not going to share that, but as we began to worship and we began to behold the glory of God, I saw this gold that began to run out of the church and it began to run into the streets of the city and then it began to run into other nations. And I believe that this is, this is, it's a watershed moment here. Because as we release this couple in the months to come, God is going to, there's going to be an ignition in the spirit over us. Nations will come to our rest. Nations will come in and say, God is doing something in the Bay Church. And there's, there's almost an impartation that other nations need to receive from what God is doing within us. Some of you are looking at me like I've gone completely mad. God is doing something beyond our estimation. And he's kicking the little sides of the box. So we've put him in and he's saying, you're not a community church, but a city church. You are a city church that will impact nations. And so I believe that God is putting on you a mantle and there's an apostolic mantle that he is placing on you and I believe that you have said well Lord we're going to go and start our church well this is the first of many I believe that God is going to release an anointing and impartation to you of the apostolic and I believe that as you go and plant churches that God is going to draw men who have a like spirit around you and even that that picture of that water I see it as water but I see it as gold that is just flowing out into the nation of Malawi that even where you're going into poverty that God is releasing that gold he's releasing abundance he's releasing prosperity and he's releasing life to you Morton, today was the first time I've ever heard you preach. Man, there's so much more to come. I really, I saw you. Can we agree? I just believe God is just, man, I just, I just love you guys. I really do. But there's just such, there's, there's, there's an anointing that is going to break the yoke. And that is, you're going to walk and walk the land, Morton. Walk the land and say, this is my territory and I'm not letting it go. God has built deep foundations in you and he has dug deep things. And you guys, there have been times where you haven't shared with anybody how much in need you've been. You've kept quiet about it. But I believe that God has dug deep foundations because he's taking the skyscraper very high and he's going to, he's going to explode the ministry that he's given to you in Jesus' name. 
Yeah, um, I'll be quick. Um, so as I was sitting there, um, as soon as you guys got up, I just started feeling really hot. Um, and like the last six months has been a journey of me learning to be sensitive to the spirit. Um, so I was like trying to figure out why I'm getting so hot. Because I mean, I'm wearing a short sleeves top. I'm not getting, I shouldn't be getting hot. And as I stood there, I just started getting like glimpses like into the spirit. And I saw like a giant figure. Um, ooh, nerves. Um, and I started getting hot and I'm like, what's happening? Um, and then I see, I started seeing a pair of wings um, and then a sword and a shield. And I'm like, okay, that's not normal. Um, and I just I asked God, like, what, what are you trying to say in this situation? And I just feel like he's saying, um, um, he's got a, he's given you an angel and he's holding a shield and a sword of fire. And I was asking, okay, so what does that mean specifically for you? Because I didn't just want to give you that. And I just felt him saying, like, you're going you're gonna to go to Malawi and it's not going to be easy. But he's given you the spirit to fight and you're going to push for what you believe in and you're going to fight for your family, you're going to fight for those that you want to impact most. Morton and Lizzie, the Lord says that you are a genuine son of Abram. You're a genuine daughter of Abram because of the faith with which Abram believed and obeyed and followed and sought the place that the Lord wanted to bring his presence into the community. You are a genuine son of Abram. And the faith that is in Abraham and still is in Abraham holds for the nations. He's still believing for the nations around the throne. And the Lord Jesus Christ is a fulfillment of the type or the example that Isaac was. Isaac was the son of promise. He was, he was conceived supernaturally. And the father says that you guys have got the spirit of Christ in who is the full fulfillment of the promise of Isaac. That just like Isaac had the anointing to redig the wells of his father Abram and open up water for the people, the Lord says that he started in Cape Town with a, a heritage root system of three roots. The first was the missionary route. David Livingston came in through Cape Town, went all the way up through Africa, opened Africa up with the gospel, went through Kuruman, through the Moffat Mission Station, and on to Malawi. And you know that his wife was buried there in Malawi, and that, that his children were buried there because they sowed their lives in sacrifice for the Malawian people, the Nyasa people in those days. But the Lord says that he's going to help you to unlock the root of the heritage of the missionary ministry that God wants through Southern Africa all the way to Cairo. And he's going to help you to unlock the ministry of Andrew Murray, that's a heritage in this city, the ministry of intercession and holiness, and the ministry of John Lake, which is a ministry of signs and wonders confirming the word that you speak. The Lord's promise is, because you have the faith of Abraham, and because you speak the truth, he will work with you confirming the words you do speak with signs and wonders. Amen. 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 Okay, let's, let's just stand together. I just want to pray over them before we kind of go from here. Sorry about the time. Sorry, but not sorry. This is, this is godly stuff. Let's just gather around these guys as we pray for them. Lord, we want to thank you for the gift of Morton and Lizzie to us as a community. Father, we want to thank you that as a community today, we've just seen more of his heart. 
even with Lizzie singing today and declaring her song and her sound over us, singing into the heavenlies, Lord, declaring the goodness. Father, we take these prophetic words now that have been spoken over, the, over them. Father, we pray you would embed them deep into their hearts. They have become promises that they would hold on to the truth, that you are speaking over them, that you are calling them, you are raising them up. And I acknowledge that Morton, as a son in this house, will be sent into the nations to be able to duplicate what he's learned, what has been placed in his heart from this place. So, Father, we want to thank you that we've learned afresh today. Without, without, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without, without Faith without works is dead. And we want to thank you for the truth that's embedded into our hearts. Help us to go from this place and to believe you by faith for those things we will start in our hearts. We honor you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. That was outstanding, man.